What, dude? Yo, 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 it's your boy Manning. And this is Jordan coming back at you, episode 7, What Dude Pod. Yes, sir, episode 7, almost at that two-month mark. We appreciate everyone that listens. Thank you for tuning in and keeping us consistent. Absolutely. We are here for you guys, uh, hopefully a billion soon. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in the world. Yes, sir, yes, sir. On today's episode, we will be talking about the 8 billion that we all are now. And we're going to touch on an article we read during the week. It is uh, Why Are Men Lonely, more or less. We'll get we'll get to that later on. But, bro, 8 million people. Bi- sorry, million. Eight, 8 billion, billion with a B. 8 billion people. Billion with a B. Yeah, I mean, obviously our entire life it's always been like, I'm pretty sure it used to be like 7.2. 7. 7. Yeah. It's yeah. like what I always, like how many people are in the world? 7.2 billion. Dude, they're estimating 10 billion by 2100. Really? Yeah, 80 years. 10.4 billion people. We're already, I feel like we're already crowded as it is. I think so. I mean, there's obviously a lot of like land that's not. Hasn't been built built on. And, yeah. Yeah, right. But I mean, how much are you going to just take out and destroy to populize? That's true. Because I mean, we keep taking down all these trees and stuff, you know, eventually that'll catch up with us as oxygen. well. Oxygen. We need oxygen, folks. Do we? Do we though? <laughs> try it. Try it out. Hold your breath. See how long you last. You know, I don't know what to tell you. Have you watched that video? No. Where it's like, can you hold your breath for two minutes? It's a guy, and he asks his girls like, can you hold your breath for two minutes? And then the girl's like, no, that's a long time. And he's like, thank you. I did this for you, boys. I did this for you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I have seen that actually. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, I was like, what? What are you talking about? Um, I have seen that. That's hilarious. But yeah, I, I did. Uh, I did definitely read that. Ten billion people by 2100. We, we might not be alive by then. If I am, I'd be 106 years old. So. I am trying to make it three generations. How are you? 1995, baby. Make it to 105. Bro, that'd be pretty sick. But, no. you know, by that estimate, we'll have 9 billion here in the next 50 years or so. We'll definitely A catch that. A billion people increase. In 50 years. In 50 years. Unless something takes us out. You know, there is that possibility. Some crazy disease or some, you know, genetically made disease yeah. that they spread on us without us knowing. Well, I mean, there is that. That's, that's honestly, that's I mean, definitely a thing that could yeah. happen. Um, yeah, I mean, I know, like when COVID came out, that was like a big ordeal that was made in a lab in China, and blah blah. I don't even know what how much of that is true. There but, is definitely a lot of people out there that believe a lot of what we have going on now with diabetes, with cancer, with the gluten. You know, uh, what do you call it? Allergies, I guess. Being allergic to gluten and all these things were made and injected into our bloodstream or are getting, you know, they're getting put in our bodies so that they can kind of control the population and stuff. There's definitely people out there that think this kind of stuff. There's no telling, dude. There's absolutely no telling what, what the world does, what happens um, with people in power, you know. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know. Speaking of which, you said we might be out of here by that point. And one point that we were going to bring up, how Poland was hit, and the missile that hit Poland and killed two people. They're thinking now it was just Ukraine after the investigation, like a defense yeah. defense missile. So it wasn't like Russia bombed Poland or accidentally hit Poland in some sort of uh, strike on the border. But that puts into perspective, like, do people really sit here and think about that somebody could just start firing off at any second? Honestly, truth be told, um. You know, the, the nuclear uh, nuclear weapons, the nuclear power is out there so that you could 
the first person to hit the button, that is who will win. As unfortunate as that is. Wow. Yeah. I've never really thought into that perspective of it, but... I mean, honestly, think about it. If the U.S. decides, hey, we're doing it, and they wipe out the rest of the world, like, they won't even see it coming. They won't even have a chance. And if, you know, Russia or China or whoever decides to do it first, will we really even get a chance if they hit us full on? Yeah, what kind of defense do you have against that? Against that, yeah. I mean, even even if you say you can blow it up in the air or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. Because... We do have defenses for we do have defenses for that stuff. We do have, I guess, certain alarms and systems that are made for that are made to defend us against those threats. But it won't. I don't know, man. I don't think it'll activate. Well, you know, if that did happen, or say a nuclear attack happened, there'd be mm-hmm. a lot of lonely people, which will spin us back <laughs> into like the main reason we even we're going to talk this week is we read an article. Um, Shout out to Ian Taylor, was the author of this. And the name of the article is Why Are Men Lonely and the Health the health Benefits. The health benefits that you're that, losing that out you're losing on, on by being lonely. Now, reading reading this article, it kind of spoke to us because one of the big sections on there, or not one of the big sections, but a big part of it talks about men in their late 20s, early 30s, all up until their 40s and 50s, you know. And we're we're at that age group now, as unfortunate as that is. We're at almost at the 30 mark. And it just, you know, it just starts off by saying, typically, there's been studies made where when people are in a group setting, when you're with a group of people, challenges that will present itself to you when you're surrounded by people seem easier than when you're by yourself, you know? And that was kind of a broad statement they were saying, you know, regardless of whether that be males, females, whoever. Say you're looking at a mountain you want to climb, you got people around you, it just... In your mind, it just makes it seem a little easier than if you're out there by yourself and you're looking at this mountain to climb. And so it just it just kind of, you know, right off the bat, they're getting you like having a group of friends, having a solid support system is good. And it's yeah. it, it can definitely make your output, um, the way you look at things change and just help you out just mentally to begin with. And then it got into more than just the mental stuff. It got into even like physical aspects, you know. If you have someone to go to the gym with you, if you have someone that's asking you like, hey, man, have you kept up your diet? And so that can get into accountability. Accountability. There you go. I think we've talked about this before, but that can get into your right. into your health. That can get into your physical health, um, the way you look. And, you know, looks are often attached to people's happiness. Not everybody, but, you know, the better you look, the better you feel. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you can, I mean, there's obviously been studies that say, like, you know, people that really take care of themselves, you know, you don't see any, like, highly successful people with, you know, good jobs and all of that, that doesn't, like, groom themselves and have nice haircuts, like, beard all trimmed, don't use me as an example, I'm in construction, (laughs) like, okay, so, um, but, like, you know, you always look presentable and they take pride in the way they look. Um, take pride in their health, take pride in all of that. And that comes with, I think that's a good foundation of like, okay, I'm going to build me, not in a selfish way, but I'm going to build me mm-hmm. to be better for the world, be better for my family, be better for, or whatever, because it all starts with you. And then that will, you know, grow into being successful at work, being successful on all the other aspects of your life. Of your life. Yes, sir. If you fix yourself. But with fixing yourself, you don't, it's very, very difficult to do if you're alone. 
It not, is. And that's is. not including like, I'm not talking about having a wife or I'm talking about like, you need those friends as well. Yep. You need a yep. good, you need a good support group because let's be real. You cannot go to your wife. You can't go to your wife with everything. Like sometimes, sometimes they're part of the issue. Right. You know, everybody's got it. Yeah. And you can't always go to family either because as family, you don't want to be, I have a hard time with people to take all their drama and issues to their family because, you know, at the end of the day, one would hope that say you're having issues with your spouse, you get over it, you move on. Your family holds on to that stuff. They don't get over mm-hmm. it as quick as you, you know, in their mind, that person has done something to you, has got you to a point to where you feel, you know, bad enough or you're upset enough that you have to go and tell your parents, your brothers, your sister. And the next time they see him, you might be over it. You and your woman might have worked it out, but it's still fresh in their mind. Right. So, and you know, your friends can be the same way, but at the same time, having a good support of male friends where you can go and talk to and stuff, it, I just feel like it, it definitely helps. You know, you can love somebody, right? But there's there's different kinds of love. I mean, let's put it in perspective. You can love your dog, you know, but it's oh, not yeah. the same as like loving your spouse. I keep saying mm-hmm. wife because I'm a male, um, but love your spouse, love your sister, love your brother, you know, family members. And then you can mm-hmm. love your, then you can love your friends. The, dif- sure. the difference between it, and it doesn't mean that the love is, you know, not as equal or I don't know the, the words to say here as far as like one's more or less than the other. Right. But right. A, a friendship or a close friend that you get and meet and, you know, you end up loving that guy or girl or whatever. It's completely different than the love that you have for a family member because it's based on your decision, your relationship that you form together, not like a... Ah, uh, right. Not I, like I get, a required or... I get what you're getting at. Like, with your um, family, you grow up with them. They're your parents or your brothers or your sister. You're around them. You don't have to love them, it's but... It's like an expected love. Right, but it's hard not to love them. Right, and it doesn't mean that it's invalid or that right, you don't, right. but, but there's when a different you pick kind. people that are your friends, it's like you're picking to invest that time. You're picking, you're choosing, you're choosing. Right. And those relate when your trust and stuff gets built more with like a friend than maybe some of your family members. And that's not the case for everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. there's definitely there's definitely a difference because there's when you hurt or when you do something to a family member, then it could basically bring up drama with Mm -hmm. other other family members because you're I don't know, because it's. You pissed off your aunt, and then your cousin gets pissed off at you because you pissed off your aunt, or you know, vice versa, or whatever. And if you pissed off your buddy, you just pissed off your buddy. Like it, right, doesn't, it right. doesn't go any further than that, typically, unless you're in some big drama circle. That I would say, get new friends because. You're supposed but to- <laughs> then you go back to what you just said: choosing, choosing. Choose, you choose, choose those people, so you can choose to yeah. not. And you could, I guess you could say the same about family. You could choose to cut out family, but it's not always that easy with family. It's not. It's not that easy. And so, you know, to bring it all back, um, family and your spouse, your children, is just not the same as having that support group of friends, people that you choose to put your trust in and people that you choose to love, people that you choose to be vulnerable to. This is a crazy stat. At least to me, it was crazy when I saw it. One in five men have no close friends. Think about that. If you're in a group with 50 people, 10 or 50 males, sorry, not 50 people, 50 males, 10 out of those 50 have no close friends. And that's a sad, that's a sad thought for me because I, I'm, um, over the years I've grown very social. I talk to a lot of people 
And that's not to say that I'm, I want to be a close friend with everybody that I meet. But, you know, I do want to be someone that they can count on, someone they can feel comfortable talking to. And if, if it gets to the point to where, you know, we get close, we get close. And just thinking of what that's done for me and what having someone like, say, Jordan here, you know, we're pretty tight that I can talk to about certain things that I can present certain views and he can kind of help me out, give me his takes. And just knowing that I can count on him, say I get stuck in the highway, something happens to my car, you know, it's like, hey, buddy. And, you know, he'll be right there. Just having that, I, I, I just can't imagine what some of these people that don't have that are going through and are living, I guess. Yeah, it's it's um it's definitely something that hurts me as well, in which, you know, we both have pretty much have the same story. Like I've been kind of social for most of my life. You know, I like hanging out with friends. Mm -hmm. I relied mm -hmm. a lot on friends. Um there's parts of my childhood that sucked and family sucked. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. and uh so like I relied heavily on my buddies like th that were with me in that time and uh that just but with that like I'm still close to all of those uh, like all of my close friends that I've met over the years but one thing that this article was bringing up is why like how men get lonely is because that we and I and I know this for myself because I'm this way we're like I'm a social person but I'm also like socially lazy um it social laziness it, it like let's I guess I guess we can start by defining what that means like you don't go out of your way to be like hey how you doing Manny let's go do this or whatever it's kind of like when something happens I don't know it's the, so the I way, feel so like I'm not terrible at it, but like I'm also like not the greatest. I don't call like my good my good buddies every day. You know, I talk to Manuel a lot because we're both right, in Ohio right. now. But yeah, like some yeah. of my buddies back in Tennessee, you know, I don't I won't talk to them. But like once a week, um, if that, you know, if, if if that, that's right. If even that, there's a lot of people that that I don't talk to on a week to week basis as well. And I've got I've got a lot of people. You know, back in Georgia, back in Tennessee, that I would consider close friends, that we stay, you know, pretty tight. And even them, like, I'll hit them up for birthdays, for uh, special days for them, things like that. That's something where I myself could be better at as well. And so the way that the social laziness was explained in the article is, you know, uh, women, females, they their status a little better. It's pretty much one in ten. One in ten females would say they don't have a close friend. And so social laziness in a way would be like, the way the way girls communicate, if they break a nail, you know, it's like, dang, girl, I broke a nail today. <laughs> you know, they'll just just to talk, let someone know, start a conversation. Whereas as guys, we keep a lot of it to ourselves. Sometimes we don't want to send that text. We're like, well, heck, if they're not reaching out to us, let me not reach out to them. And with girls, it's not always that way. Girls, like, you know, almost always in a group chat, always sharing things. If something happens, if they're talking to a guy, if there's something going on in their lives, it's like, you know, it's on the group chat. And as guys, I feel like we don't always have that. It's and so, also just became like a social norm, right? We're almost right. we're almost bred to like we all know that you know girls cluck, yeah, and just yeah. like always talk and you know just like you said go back and forth on everything. And guys don't communicate like that. It's just like hey, fist bump, bro. Let's watch watch the game and move on or whatever. It's not constant communication um, about what's going on in their lives every day. We just don't do that. I mean, I don't even do that. Even but what you just what, said right there. What? Like, the way we the way we spend time together is like, hey, bro, let's watch the game. Hey, man, let's go to the bar. Hey, man, let's go, I don't know, play golf or whatever. A lot of that, you know, think about it. When you're, when you're at a bar, 
you're sitting side by side, maybe watching the game. You know, you're talking to each other about the game, but you're side by side. When you're at a football game, you're at a baseball game, talking whatever, side by side. You know, I'm talking about guys here. And I guess if it was a guy and a female, same thing. But girls will not do those type of things. Girls will go out to eat or they'll go out to, din- to dinner or whatever, and they'll sit across from each other face-to-face, mm-hmm. where they can talk, where they can see the reaction, where they're interacting with each other versus you could say guys being side-by-side side are interacting with the monitor and what's going on in the monitor more so than it's a surface level, I would say. It's the activities we choose. Right, right. So even the activities we're choosing. I mean, heck, even if you go on the boat and go fishing, like exactly. one person's on one side of the and boat and the other person's other, on the other side. you're not talking unless like... And, like, you know, <laughs> you get hung up or, you, you know, you get a fish on or whatever. Or you, right, you're right. You're giving each other a hard time or, right. you know, hey, don't look at me. I'm about to pee off the boat. Like, <laughs> you know? And uh, so I'm not saying, you know, grab your buddies and take them on and go shopping. I'm right. not necessarily saying all that either. But we can definitely pick better activities to nurture these kinds of friendships and be a little better about it. It's a, it's um it's important. It's it's important. with the, Like reading an article like this, when you see one in five men have no close friends that, you know, statistically these individuals or us as men as a whole that don't have, don't have these friends, you know, gain a lot of weight. Um, you know, when they get to, what was it? Forties or fifties, like the suicide rate gets really high yeah. because they have, yeah. they have no one. Um, uh, and they haven't had anyone to like talk to, to, you know, decompress their thoughts and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it just makes, it makes me feel like, you know, I'm, I guess I'm thankful for my personality, but it also <laughs> like kind of makes me want to be more social and like go find the guy that's like not really talking to anybody that's not, you know, might not be comfortable with talking to somebody and all they need is someone to like say, Hey, you know, give what you them, got going on, man, give them a, yeah, give them a shout out or whatever. Um, but like we get so caught up in just our own lives that we don't take time to like think about the bigger picture of like what's going on with everybody else because we are just so naturally selfish. I'll tell and you something else with what you just said with men in their forties and their fifties, late thirties, divorce. So why do I bring up divorce? Social laziness as males. We, a lot of the times will end up with guy friends that are our guy friends because they are married to our spouses, significant others, I guess, or yeah, friends. They're yeah. married to our they're married to our spouses, friends. So you know, your your woman, if you're married to a guy, your guy, they'll have a group of friends, and once you get married, that friend that you know they they come around, they bring their partner. That's who will end up being in our group, in our in our in our friend group. And so you know, you talked a lot about men in their forties, men in their fifties, men in their thirties, late thirties, early thirties. One of the I think one of the key facts for that and i think it was mentioned in the article it's divorce whenever you divorce your woman there goes that friend group truth be told because if it was made because of your woman a lot of the times they're gonna side (laughs) with your woman or or ex-woman i guess like you know what i'm saying or it's just not gonna like if you don't like a reason to hang out right because if you don't make that and that's what we're that's what i'm talking about so if you're not making the effort to go out there and make these friends and you're like, well, I'm just going to be friends with this guy because he's coming over already anyways with this, you know? He's married yeah. to right. my and wife's like, best friend. and <laughs> good, good relationships can form that way, for sure. Definitely. Um, Definitely. But, like, if, 
like he said, if divorce happens, like things just like get weird. And I'm not obviously I'm not talking from personal experience. Right, right. But, but. It, it it just naturally happens. I mean, I know, um, you know, my parents my parents got divorced, and I'm sure my uh, my dad right doesn't talk to anybody that my mom like. That's what I'm saying. You know, and, like and, it just and they could have and they could have been friends in the past, but they, they were but they were friends that were met. Way to go. <laughs> there were friends that were met well, dude. by them coming around because that's... I mean, it happened to me when I moved up here. We, we were looking for a church, you know, we settled on a church. Um, my wife started, uh, you know, all, so all, the, all, all, the, all the people started, like, you know, they introduced ourselves the first time we were there. You know, we shook hands, like, et cetera. Didn't really think any more about it. My wife got real close, got to, you know, got a number from a lady at the church or whatever. Right, or right. A girl at the church and they're big buddies or whatever. And then now, like, I talk to her husband. Perfect example. You know, like, it just happens. <laughs> Perfect example. It just it happens. Does, it does just happen. But that's what I'm talking about. Like, you know, as females, she went out of her way to get that number, to make that relationship. And yet, here we are just like... Yeah, I was just like, hey, <laughs> hey dude, like, shook his hand, like... Right, right. So, we need up. to be better about it. And, you know, part of the reason we say that is because being being alone, as we've said, increases your, you know, your risk of just dying earlier. Truth be told, I think the article said up to, by up to 32%. If yeah, you if you think span. about your lifespan and say you have you live to be a hundred, that's thirty years out of your life because you're by yourself in self isolation. That's just that's so a lot crazy. of years. It's so <laughs> crazy a lot to, of years. to read something like this because it doesn't it's hard for me to relate to, but I'm trying to like at least spread awareness you know, we're trying to spread awareness on this. Right. Um but like we're not necessarily like this. Now there's definitely like I've been saying this whole time, there's tendencies and the way I act and things that the article pointed out that I do that I could definitely be better at as far as your, your big head, go, ain't it? Go, go, yeah, my big head. You your know. ego. <laughs> uh, um, but like, it's also like it did go into the social norm and how we're raised and being the, the macho man and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and not, not want to talk about things. I am super bad at it. I do not like, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I do not like talking about like my problems or anything. You don't like being being vulnerable. No, no, no. Or letting I guess letting people know you're vulnerable. Yeah, I mean we're we're men, right? We're, we're supposed, supposed to be, to be we're manly to be, and we're supposed to be men. We're muscles. supposed to be you know head of the muscles. <laughs> Hulk smash. Uh, uh, you know, like we're supposed to be you know the man of the house. We take right, right, we, right. We're providers for our family. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's natural for a male to take on that role and with that role you know and i'm talking me but i think i'm speaking for men in general for the most part mm-hmm. we want to tackle you know every issue that comes up be like and this is and this is what is a big you know communication flaw between like in a relationship because like your wife will be like tell you an issue you're like how can i fix it what can i do and you're not like listening to her you know you like, should be though but you should be you know, sometimes the answer is just to shut up and let her talk. And that will go way more than, you know, what do I need to do? What do I, how do I fix this? And not looking at it as like a, a problem to solve. And I still got to work on that. I do that every single time we talk. And then I'm just like, dang it, Jordan, like just shut up and let her speak. But um, we we have that mindset, I think, as, as a whole. And, you know, you can back me up 
like you think that way as well honestly it's a it, it is a problem for it is a problem for us guys and it's almost like we feel like the fact that we can fix issues that we're the problem solvers that we're the people that take care of things is tied to our self-worth what i mean by that is if oh, big facts. we feel that if we can't fix things if we're not always strong if we're not always the ones that are there being the rock being the pillar for the family we are failing as men and that is not always the case you shouldn't tie all of your self-worth to those things that's not to say that it's not something that should make you feel good because it should but that shouldn't be the only thing you know and if if that is all that you're tying your self-worth to what happens when your life is good and life is just you know everything is just fine and there is nothing going on or that's when you start like man what am i doing am i still even a man am i you know you start feeling i guess in a way worthless but it should be the complete opposite it should be that oh man i'm at a point where you know everything's flowing good everything's great in the family everything's great at work everything's great with the kids and yet that's when you start like what's going on here you know have i hit have i hit a decline have i hit am i plateauing is there nothing more for me to do and then that's when you start going downhill because you're tying yourself for it to always having to dig yourself out of a hole or always having to fix things that when you get to a point where you have it so good it doesn't even feel good it's like i'm doing something wrong you know something needs to be going on i need to be <laughs> yeah i mean you can stand you can span that as to uh i'll just touch on this briefly but why why females stay in an abusive relationship. Oof. I mean, it's what they know. It's what it's, um, it's some sort of love that, which is mm -hmm. not love that they have, you know, formulated in their mind that that's like the way it's supposed to be, or that's what they deserve or whatever. And right. It just repeats right. And repeats and repeats. But that's all I'm going to touch on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we can go off on a big, big tangent about, um, domestic and all that kind of stuff what i did want to say with that is your upbringing is so powerful into like how i guess how you like everybody knows the social norms and knows the knows like how men are supposed to act or or whatever and how they apply that to their life whether they reject it whether they accept it whether they you know let it consume them um, is you know obviously based on their childhood, their upbringing, and their interpretation of it. Because like what they saw, right? What they saw growing up from their male, from the figures in that in the life that are male. Like that, like that male you just described. Not necessarily like when things are going good. I feel like okay, I need to do something. Something needs right. to be crap. But right. definitely, I am the guy that wants to tackle all the problems that puts everything on my shoulder. But, like, as a child, in my, in like, growing up, I had to do that a lot. Um, I was just always reliable for friends, family. Even to this day, people put the majority of their issues and their problems on, like, with me and want and, like, seek my advice. And I'm not trying to, like, toot my own horn, but that's, that's just how my life has been. But, like, I grab onto that and take that as like okay this is my self-worth this is my responsibility this is all of this and i take on everybody's issues and all their problems 
and then I don't ever go to someone else and talk to about it. And it like it overwhelms, you know, it can overwhelm me. And that's that's something that I have to work on. But Yeah. Yeah. But with that, you can be I'm going I'm trying to go to it like a new route of like being lonely. You can be that person with a bunch of friends and and a bunch of uh family members that rely on you and trust you and not talk about the issues and be in that exact situation and be in a different and a completely different kind of lonely, even though you have people that care and support you. I was about but to if, ask but you. if you don't but if you don't ever share it with the people that care and support you, you're just as, you're just as lonely as that one in five that doesn't have any close friends. Well, that's what I was going to ask you because you know you said all that, and I was just going to flat out ask you: Have you ever felt lonely? Have you ever felt oh, say, for sure. empty? For sure, multiple, because, multiple because, times. Because everything you just said, you know, and, and it when does I've happen. I've got the weight on the world on my shoulders, and I just like feel like well, and, I can't talk to anybody about it that, because everyone is relying on me. Who am I? Who can well, I talk not, to? Not only that, yeah. because not only that, but everyone's relying on you. So in your mind, even just subconsciously, you're like, "Well, I got this going on, but they've already got all this going on. Do I really even want to right. say this? You know, because then you feel like it'll add to, <laughs> and, yeah. that, and that's and that's what I'm getting at. Like that's not the way it should be. No, no, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. That's a, but that's a lot of times the the way that uh you know some people get, and I I that just you know, came up in my head when we were talking about, man, I don't, I don't know this life of one in five. Uh, right. Like right. Having no close friends. I've always had close friends. I've always relied on friends of, you know, you're just not opening and, up and, to them. And then, uh, not always like, you know, I've, I've, I've got better with that stuff, but just, I can now, you, you, I, now I'm seeing like a different viewpoint of like, it doesn't matter if you're social, you can still be lonely as crap if you're not getting rid of the right, stuff off your chest. Right. Right. You know, um, man, you are almost a perfect example for this because you're someone that's been blessed with a good job. You know, you've got a roof above your head. You don't struggle for food. You don't struggle for water. And thankfully, like, you know, you're fairly well off with your family. And like you said, you've got people that you talk to. I mean, everyone's got their struggles. You know, I'm sure there are months where the financial situation might be a little tight or maybe something happened to the house and, you know, now there's something you got to fix. But regardless, like, I feel like you and myself included, we're someone that people would look at and be like, they're doing all right, you know? And even then... Well, it could be a lot worse. Right, right. We've both <laughs> and been and a lot worse. And <laughs> even then, just what you just said, there are still times when you have all these people, you have all these, you know, family members that count on you, and yet you're still feeling lonely inside. And so what is the deal? What's going on, you know? What do we need to change here? Because you're like, well, there's nothing wrong with being by yourself. There is nothing wrong with being by yourself. If you can't be by yourself, well, solitude can be right? A great solitude thing. definitely can be great. <laughs> but there's a difference between being by yourself and feeling lonely, and oh, yeah. you know, or empty, even empty, because that can easily spiral into depression. Oh, yeah. And depression is a villainous thing. Depression is definitely not something that I would want for anybody. I know there's probably a lot of people out that are like, depression is bullcrap. It's not real. Get out of it. Once you're there, you're there. And it's tough, man. It's tough to crawl out of that. It's it's not that, like, I've definitely got to the point of, like, I guess feeling empty. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, uh, you know, thankfully I've never hit the whole depression part of it. I haven't got to that point. You've um, willed yourself out of the I've mindset? Will, 
Yeah, I've always told myself because I've never had an understanding of depression. You know, like people say you're clinically or medically depressed or whatever the terminology is. And they, uh, you know, um, prescribe medicine Medicine, and all that stuff. I'm like, man, that junk is a mindset. That is an absolute mindset. Like, fix yourself. Blah, blah, blah. And I've always had that mentality, and that's not the right way to look at it. I mean, it, it, I guess it is for me because I... If it works for you. It works for me, but I don't want to discredit the people that have depression. I don't want to be um, unsympathetic right, right. or not show empathy. But it, it, it it's it's a... I guess that's coming from a, a male... <laughs> you know, a male macho man. You know, right, right. Uh, everything's on my shoulders perspective. Like, I'm not going to get depressed. I handle all this, you know. Like, right, right. And that's just always been my mentality. And it's definitely, like, flawed. I'm not saying that it's not. But that's just, that's just always been my mentality. And I don't want to say that, you know, it's not real or anything just because I don't understand it. Um, Shout out, bro. Shout out to what you just said. But and that's that's the that's the thing with a you know I we're I think we're trying to get with this podcast is like when we talk about things that maybe we don't disagree or we disagree on is like don't just shut it down because of right your right don't just put things down because you don't understand because them. you don't understand them or you don't have all the facts and don't shut to, and don't shut yourself off to understanding them either like you know the only give way, yourself a chance the only way you're gonna grow is to do your own research. To have an open mind to multiple, multiple, multiple viewpoints and like make your own opinion. And I, we, I think we, we live in such a freaking time of convenience. I mean, we literally have stores called convenience stores. <laughs> um, you know, like go in and get your cigarettes and your freaking Coke and all this and spend all this money. You know, it's incredible how much people spend on just random junk at a store. Um, that's another topic too. I mean, if it makes you happy, whatever. But you know, fast food restaurants, you know, are freaking smartphones that just push of a button. You can Google anything. You can get answers like, for sure. You can get anything you want with a click of a button. You can order crap from Amazon, I mean, get it in forty-eight hours. <laughs> if you live close to an Amazon, you four can get hours. it in four hours. I can order things at nine, and I have it at my door by uh. That is between four to ten. Ridiculous! You don't have to go to a store anymore. <laughs> We live in such a world of convenience. It's part of the problem. I definitely feel like it's part of the problem and it's part of why we are getting the feeling empty inside in a way. We just have access to everything that it's like nothing's enough. Right. And we have like, I think we mentioned this maybe in like the first or second episode is like when we were looking for topics and we were starting the pod and we or at least me, I kept searching YouTube and YouTube and YouTube and like, how do you start a podcast? How do you do this? Right. How do you trying to plan every little detail and making sure that I want to do my research. I want to do the best I possibly can get all the information there. And yeah, I'm sitting there not getting anywhere because I'm just looking at a bunch of random videos. Drawing blank on everything. Drawing blank. Just there's so many videos out there (laughs) for anything that you want. Man, the best advice I can give is just do it. Just just do whatever's on your mind. Try whatever you want to try. Not drugs. But try, you know, like... <laughs> Stay away from drugs, kids. <laughs> yeah. It'll ruin your life. Big fast. Way to encourage oh. him for drugs, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spokesperson for, you know, prison. Uh, but... 
<laughs> oh, man. oh man, we're getting banned. No. Um or what's what canceled. Canceled. We're gonna get canceled. Cancel culture. Yes, sir. Um You you lost your point, didn't you? A hundred percent lost my point on that. It's fine. You were saying to try things. Just do it. Don't be scared. Full oh, send. Yeah. And I don't want to sit here and just be like, oh, I'm going to discredit YouTube videos and doing your own research and I'm everything. I'm learning a lot and from then, YouTube. <laughs> and then, oh, for sure. And uh, then people are going to be like, well, then why are we listening to a podcast? Like, you know. Right, but, right. Uh, You're part of the problem, bro. Yeah. Take your own advice, idiot. Like, <laughs> um, but talking about advice, I don't want to cut you off. I just want to feel, I want to complete this segment before we keep going and let people know just what they can do to get out of this loneliness stage. Because, you know, we've talked about the problem, but we haven't given any solutions, or at least what we think are solutions. What do you yeah. what, what do you say to do? What's something you would recommend? Communicate. <laughs> like, talk. Just talk, right? Yeah. To me, it'd be like, but, you know, it can, it, can be, it can be the whole, like, well, who do I talk to? I don't have anyone to talk to. So, first, you got to address that. First, you got to be, you got to be someone that has someone to talk to. So, how do you get to that? So, you know, you can always volunteer. There's a lot. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done around your community. You could volunteer, meet people out there. You could join a singing club. You could join a recreational basketball, football, soccer, just to get out there. Just to get out there, meet people with common interests. You know, you could join a music class. You can join an art class. Um, if you're like, man, I don't have the money. I'm broke. Just go to the park. You know, I, I can't tell you how many people I've met. Yeah, I can tell you how many people I've met just walking to the park, riding my bike to the park, and doing like a five five on five quick soccer matches because i did play soccer in my younger days and so even that you know just playing and you know you keep showing up keep showing up and eventually you'll realize that the people that are showing up is the same group of people and you'll get to know them and so you know to me that that would be a way put yourself out there um you don't have to spend money you know you can if you want you can go to a bar but i feel like if you go to a bar go to church there you go I feel like going to a bar is not always the most effective way because if you're already kind of antisocial, you're not going to talk to anybody. No one's really going to approach you and just talk. You're going to feel really weird. You're going to feel even more lonely. That's coming from, that's <laughs> coming from like personal experience. When, right. When I graduated the academy, they went all, everybody wanted to go to the social club or whatever. Right, or Chattanooga, right. And we went and it was just really awkward, but that's not right. like my not friend your group. That's not my, yeah, that's not my company. Um like but, obviously, I had people there I could talk to because I yeah, just went through the academy with, with them. Yeah. But like just the air, I don't know. I wouldn't recommend a bar to that, me. That, like that's a what close I'm saying. Friend, that's what know? I'm saying. Um, put yourself out there where you're participating with the group, and it's something that you can show up to constantly. Yeah, you know, like an act, like something you're some type of about. hobby, some type of activity. Like I said, if anything, volunteer. You know, if you volunteer enough, eventually you'll run to the same group of people. Same thing. You'll run to the. You'll become part of a group of people that just always ends up doing that activity and eventually you would hope you would get to talk in terms with them. And I know this thing, this whole podcast has kind of been like on a men like self-help kind of thing or getting the right mentality of, you know, not making yourself get lonely or whatever. We uh, have a very small following right now. So, I mean, it would be different if we had like, even if we did have a huge following, I would still say this, but like if you're listening to this, you need someone to talk to like a reach out. I don't mind to reply at all, <laughs> you know, like, um, definitely willing to do that. If you're, if you randomly come across this podcast, you listen to this and you're just like, man, I have no one to talk to. If you're going through something like just reach out, we'll shoot the bull, you know, shoot the bull, shoot the bull, man. I mean, it's, 
not no thing for me to say hello to somebody. So. Honestly, though, for sure, for sure. I've uh, I've grown a little more used to that. I was very antisocial growing up, very school focused, and um, you know, I did have a close group of people that I would talk to, and I still talk to quite a few of them. And then as I kind of grew up, got into the trade, especially man, getting into the trade definitely definitely helped me out. Um, if you're out there and you're, you know, looking for a new profession, get into a trade. <laughs> You'll you'll meet a lot of people. You'll and well, uh, we didn't get into it. But I don't. We didn't read the article when we were looking for this one. It was talking about how like colleges are gonna. That's right. An article about how colleges are gonna slow down less people and everything else. Right, when right. we know for a fact that trades people are in desperate high demand. Need, high mm-hmm. demand. And I it's mean, a good living. It's it a good is. living. It is, and uh, you get to actually do something. Um, keep you a little bit active. You know. Yep. Um, and don't don't quote me on this, but there is a. Um, I know for a fact there's at least a couple trades out there. Where are the Christians ourselves? I think it was the iron workers that does it, but 30 and out. So what does that mean? You work 30 years, you retire. Yep. Think about that. You start at 18 out of college, you're retiring by 48 with the pension, 401k, an annuity possibly, and maybe something you set up for yourself. But anyways, that can yeah, be a whole a, other that's topic. A, that's, a better, uh, that's a better plan than you know getting shot at <laughs> in the military. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to discourage anybody from the military, but I'm You're just saying. You're ex-military, bro. I'm just oh, saying. No. Happy Veterans Day. Happy oh, Veterans Day. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I'm just saying, like, uh, if that's not your cup of tea, you don't have to like. Well, I want to work this many hours, or I want to get out when I'm like in my 40s and have a retirement. The military is not the only option, is what I'm getting at. Yes, sir. Being a being a police officer, the same thing. Uh, it was it was 30 and out. Good deal. Um, or 55. It was 55, I think. But if you were Came in later, it'd be like 30. 30 and um, out. Shout out yeah. to police officers. That's a tough profession all of, in all of its own. Yeah. And there's a multiple, multiple uh, topics and things you can talk about with police and scenarios and all of that. But definitely shout out to our police officers and our uh, first responders. The job is very, very difficult. and um, Not for everybody. It's definitely not for everybody. I would say... If you're listening, Ooh. you uh, don't take them for granted. Firefighter. I forgot firefighters. You can volunteer at your uh, local fire fire department. Yep. Make friends that way, too. Yep. Sure can. Yes, sir. Well, that does it for the wireman lonely talk. We can get into the picks now. <laughs> <laughs> NFL picks. NFL picks, yes, sir. Shout out if you're still sticking around. Thanks for being here. Let me just start by saying the bills are trash. Oh, my gosh. What, dude? What, dude? No. All right, they're not trash, but they're definitely not the powerhouse that everyone thinks they are. And I've been saying this the whole season. I know. Call me a hater. I am a hater. Maybe. Possibly. No, you literally are a hater. Shut your You're, face. You are a hater. Shut You've said it multiple face. times. Don't get on the pod now and be like, oh, call me a hater. <laughs> all right, all right whatever, 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 whatever. This man hates the Bills, I, and I, he I, does I, not believe they're going to go further than the Ravens in the playoffs or in as a whole in a not, season. It's not that I don't Mark believe they're not going to go words. further than the playoffs. Mark my words. They are going to go further than the Ravens. It's not, it's not that I don't believe that. It's that Buffalo's been, I don't want to say trash, but they've been a small team, you could say, for the longest. And then they've had a couple good seasons. And now you have all these fans. And it happened with Golden State, you know, in basketball. It happens in every in every sport. But they come into the season and everyone's like, oh, this is a juggernaut team. They're not going to lose. They're freaking flawless. 
And then what do you know? Now we're seeing that they're not that. And it's almost like you can't even go against them because people are like, oh, they've had bad how games. Many, many, oh, they're not always going to be good games. How many rings does Brady have? Brady's got seven. How many times did they have seasons just like the Bills are doing right now? Brady? Yeah. Well, they have a couple losses, and then it comes playoff time, and they show up. Yeah, Brady can say that because he's got the record for it. The Bills don't. The man's also been in the league like 23 years or some crap. We're right. How long has Josh Allen been in the league? Four or three. You know who else has been in the league three years and has an MVP season? That's right. Hey, who's who's number one for MVP right now? Not anymore. You want to know why? He because he's thrown. No, well, not just because of that. Because in the last three games, he's thrown six interceptions. There's a lot of football left, my guy. And three touchdowns. He's out of the race, honestly. And that's not even coming from me. Everything because I, I look this up. A lot I read a lot on sports. I'm not gonna lie, especially on football. If it's relating to the Ravens and it's relating to the uh, to the Bills, I'll click it. Just see what they're saying and the Vikings and the rest of the league power rankings, things like that. Because of the last, I want to know how Philly's still first. Because of the last few games he's had, they're literally like discarding him for MVP. Because that's not a good look. Six interceptions yeah, and yeah. three touchdowns in three games. That is not a good look. You're not wrong. That's You're not, not wrong. to say that if he rallies and or they rally and do freaking great that he won't win it. But he's no longer the front runner. Moving on. Moving on from the Bills. Sorry. Freaking spill. <laughs> Golly. Uh, uh, I need oh. to give a shout out to the freaking commanders. I ain't even going to do it. They did it, man. I don't care. They did it to the Phillies. They, they also freaking killed the Steelers 11-0 season. Oh, in you're just a hater. I am a because hater. Because they killed your the, season in 2020. The, Washington is a streak ender. I'm calling it. Heineke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, shout out to the commanders. They did, it, they did it to them boys. But anyways, we'll get on to the pick. So. First game up, Titans-Packers. I'm taking the Titans. Same. I think, uh, I think they're going to take the Packers. The Packers did win last week. but uh, Haven't they won the last two? No, 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 I'm tripping, week. I'm tripping. Yeah, Packers suck. Anyway, uh, Bears-Falcons. Man, I think I'm going to pick the Bears. Justin Fields is actually kind of being considered for the MVP now, just a little bit, believe it or not. I think I picked the Falcons. I, I could see the Bears winning that, but I think I picked the Falcons on our, like, our pool. Um, just be- just because you. it's in Atlanta, I believe. Mm, okay. Um, Eagles-Colts. I'm taking the Eagles, even though they lost to the commanders. I don't. I still think they're a good team. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to take the Eagles there too. I just the Colts are just a big question mark. Um, this is going to be Jets I think, Patriots. I think this is going to be a really good game. Divisional it's, division it's, game. It's a division game. Where's it at? At the Patriots. July. I'm going State. with the Patriots. The Jets have been playing some good football, and they they'd beat the Bills. But there's something about Belichick. I was going to say freaking Belichick, man. I'm, yeah, I'm going with the Patriots. I think I went with the Patriots, too. Now I'm drawing a blank on what I actually <laughs> But anyway, I'm going with the Patriots. Um, Commanders, Texans. Commanders. Yeah, Commanders. Texans are booty. Rams, Saints. Oof. Both these teams are booty. They are. I'm going with the Saints. I think they're playing at the Dome. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Saints. I'm going to go with the Saints. Just go with the home team, I guess. Both of them are pretty worthless, but... Browns versus Bills. Man, the Bills, by all means, should come out on top. I want to pick the Bills. Yeah, the Bills are going to beat the Browns. Boy, we say that, and then the Browns went and smacked the Bengals. 
The Bengals aren't good. They had like two good games, and we thought we were they were coming back. The the Bengals suck. I'm just saying. The Bengals suck. I'm just saying. The Steelers are gonna Nick, beat the Bengals Nick Chubb. this week. Nick Chubb plays for the Browns, and he's gonna freaking run over that defense. Watch. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm just saying. We're gonna right. come back next weekend. Right. We will come back, and I'll be like, "Hey, the Bills just came off that loss, <laughs> that bullcrap loss to the Vikings, the, and smacked the Browns." The like, only team that the Bills have smacked is who. Don't you worry about 38 it. 38-3. You're just going to hold on to that, aren't you? Hey, who else did the Bills also win when they have a 24-point comeback? The Ravens. They yeah, beat us by the, three. The Ravens suck. Moving hey, on with it. Records trash. are the same. All records are the same. Panthers, Ravens. I'm going with the Ravens, obviously. The Ravens should win that, but I just pray the Panthers <laughs> beat the <laughs> piss out of y'all. Anyway, um... Lions, Giants. I'm going with the Giants. Giants all day. Lions did surprise me. I think I picked against them last week. and I picked against them as well. They won. Yep, sure did. Good for them. Oh, I'm, it's I'm that a... it's that receiver, bro. You got him on your fantasy. Yeah. St. Brown. Brown. Yeah, Dude's he's... a freaking monster. When he's healthy. When he is. Yeah, yeah. I guess um, that. Raiders, Broncos. Who cares? Who freaking cares? That is the freaking, for sure, um... I picked the Broncos, I think. Yeah, let's ride. Broncos. <laughs> let's ride. <laughs> this should probably be a good game, but I got the, the Vikings versus it's the Vikings versus Cowboys. I, I'm taking the Vikings, but that should be a pretty decent game. They're playing at 425. It's not 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins only plays good at 1 p.m. I'm going with the Cowboys. They've only lost one game. How do you, what, where'd you get that stat? <laughs> it's just a meme. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, if, if, that Kirk, like, if all the Vikings games were at 1 p.m., they would win. Golden. Golden. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't I haven't seen that. Uh Bengals Steelers. Bengals. Boy. Bengals. Nah. Steelers. Ah, what's back, TJ? I think I was just telling you this morning that And it, we beat we already beat him once. I know that was first game of the year and all that crap, but Chase is still out. It's in Pittsburgh. We're coming yeah, off a win. Boy. We're coming off of a health like our team is healthy right now. We've got momentum. Bro, I just don't trust. I just, I, I, I get everything you're saying. I don't trust Kenny Pixix. <laughs> so stupid. But anyway, um, I trust uh, Joe Burrow. I'm going with the Bengals. The Steelers are going to win that game. We're going to come back. And I'm going to tell him how the Bills won and the Steelers won, and he's going to be like, "Dang." No, this is what's really going to happen. The Bills might win, or but let's just say the Bills lose and the Steelers lose, and I try to text him on Sunday, he just won't even talk to me. Big facts. You know that we were talking about solitude and like you need that. You need that as well. And those times I don't need a close friend. <laughs> I need my close friend to leave me alone. And not just hit you with all kinds of bullcrap, yeah, huh? Yeah. You don't need friends like that. Yeah, you do. We just you just <laughs> need them to be wearing boxing gloves and headgear. Oh yeah. We can box one day. It'll Big be facts. on the talk, bet. <laughs> bet do it for the talk. Chiefs uh, versus Jags. What? Chiefs versus Chargers. Chargers, my bad. Chiefs versus Chargers. I got Chiefs all day. Yeah, the Chiefs. They're the number one team now. That I think a divi- that is a division game. But yeah, but the Chargers are. They're, they're not. Just, they're not beating the Chiefs, bro. They're just battling injuries. Prime like, time. Hmm. Nah, Chiefs. Mahomes. Chiefs. Prime time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's leading the race, I think, for MVP now. Mahomes. Yeah, good old Patty. 49ers, Cardinals. Ah oh, man, I've picked the Cardinals every time, and it just hasn't worked out. So I'm going with the 49ers. I'm going with 49ers as well. Um, we're back to Patty being MVP. I don't know if they'll give it to him, even if like he leads the race the entire time. Why not? You think they? You think they don't like him? 
I don't. Think I don't think it's not them? that. I just think that they would give it to. Well, I mean, I so, don't know. So, they give it to freaking Aaron Rodgers like every year. So, so well, they're definitely not give it to him this year. But not with half the season gone, and you know, who who would you give it to right now? Oof. I'd say I. I mean, they they just lost to the Commanders, but I think uh, I think Jalen hurts or Tua, even Tua in the games he's played. And you know, Tua's got Tyreek and freaking Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle over there that are the fastest receivers. They're ridiculous. And so that's why his stats arguably are, you know, the way they are. But Tua's put in a hell of a season, I think. He has. He definitely has, especially coming off like his his injury and all that. That that whole ordeal. I'd say I'd say crazy. it's definitely between Tua, Allen, and Jalen. And then Patty, of course. Yeah, I mean, I think that's who it'll come down to. I know, like, I saw a thing where they had Geno Smith in the running, but mm. he will he won't get MVP, but he'll probably get a comeback player of the year for sure. Ah, uh, okay, okay. I saw one today. I don't think that's a question. I saw one today where they had five, and Geno wasn't on it. They had Lamar as number five. They had, um, I think they had Justin Fields as number four. They had Tua as three. No, 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 it wasn't Justin Fields. It was, um, it was Tua at four, Josh Allen at three, and then they had um, Patty. I, I guess I'm missing one. And Jalen, Patty, and then Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Jalen. Jalen's a good guess. And then I've seen another one where they've had Justin Fields, and Mahomes, and Allen, uh, and Jalen Hurts and two, instead of uh, instead of Lamar. Lamar just needs to step up and score a couple much uh, more touchdowns. But he's gotten better with this interception. So there's that. Can't say the same for Josh Allen. Or the Steelers. They're both going to lose, but I'm telling you. Also, we're kind of just ranting now, so if you tuned out, thanks for listening. Yeah, big facts. Let's close this out. Yes, sir. Thanks for everybody that made it this far. Make sure you tune in next week, and if you need someone to talk to, hit us up. Absolutely. We appreciate the support, and uh, deuces. Peace out.